This is The Space Shot, episode 154, for October 15th, 2017. Cassini. Hey everyone, welcome to The Space Shot, your daily space history, pop culture, and news fix. I'm John Molnix. T-minus 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... And liftoff of the Cassini spacecraft on a billion-mile trek to Saturn. Pitch program is in. Roll program is in. We have cleared the tower, and the Cassini spacecraft is on its way to Saturn. T plus 20 seconds. All systems are go. The Cassini spacecraft was launched on October 15, 1997, on a Titan 4B rocket with a Centaur upper stage. This was the only time that a Titan IV rocket had been used to launch a scientific payload. All other launches with that rocket had been for the military or intelligence agencies. The Titan IV used hypergolic propellant, which was an excellent fuel for ballistic missiles, since the propellants can be stored as liquids at room temperature, removing the need for the time-consuming loading of cryogenic fuel and oxidizer. The Titan family of rockets had an impressive lineage, from the Gemini program's Titan IIs to the final launches of the Titan IV in 2005. The Titan IV had a very distinct look, and it's one of my favorite rockets, which is why I wanted to talk about it here. Anyways, back to the launch. At the start of the mission, the Cassini Orbiter and Huygens Probe weighed a combined 13,298 pounds, with nearly 8,000 pounds of that being fuel. The Orbiter was 22 feet high by 13 feet wide, and had power generated by radioisotope thermoelectric generators. These RTGs powered the communications for the orbiter as well as the science instruments that were on board. After launching from Earth, the spacecraft performed numerous gravity assists, twice at Venus, once at Earth, and once finally at Jupiter. The spacecraft picked up speed during each of these assists. For instance, the Earth flyby in 1999 added 5.5 kilometers per second, or about 12,000 miles per hour to its speed, helping it on its journey to Saturn. During this flyby, Cassini passed just 727 miles above Earth, and according to a NASA JPL blog post from 1999, quote, the spacecraft may be visible from small islands in that area, such as Pitcairn or Easter Island. Two successful flybys of Venus, next week's flyby of Earth, and a flyby of Jupiter in December 2000, all give Cassini the additional speed that it needs to reach Saturn in 2004. The spacecraft arrived at Saturn after a six-year, 261-day cruise and started its investigation of the planet and its moons. Cassini's prime mission began in 2004 and went until 2008. The first mission extension was from 2008 to 2010, the Equinox mission. The final extension of the mission, the Solstice mission, lasted from 2010 until September of 2017. There were many incredible scientific discoveries during this mission, and I counted down my top 10 favorite discoveries and parts of the mission in the days leading up to the spacecraft's final day. If you're new to the podcast, check out the Cassini Countdown episodes, numbers 114 through 123. Episode 124 was recorded the morning that Cassini dove into Saturn's atmosphere. I want to talk briefly about two of my favorite things. 
The detection of a global ocean beneath Enceladus's icy crust is something that I find incredibly fascinating. After studying the moon's librations, which is like an oscillation or wobbling motion, combined with a, quote, new modeling of its gravity field, there's confirmation of the existence of a global ocean beneath the icy crust. My other favorite part of the mission came during the first few months in orbit around Saturn. The Huygens lander made the very first landing on a moon in the outer solar system when it touched down on January 14, 2005. The lander provided views of alien vistas that were striking in how similar they are to Earth in appearance, yet so strange upon further study. Titan has an environment where methane, which is a gas here on Earth, flows as a liquid on those alien shores. During its mission at Saturn, Cassini gathered nearly 500 gigabytes of scientific data, which was sent back to scientists here on Earth, eager to understand this incredible system. Cassini explored the Saturnian system for nearly 13 years, expanding our knowledge of that gas giant and its numerous moons. After performing one last engine burn that set it on a final series of orbits, the grand finale phase of its mission took Cassini closer to Saturn with each orbit. Finally, the spacecraft entered its last orbit, plunging into Saturn's spectacular clouds. As Cassini struggled to send back its final bits of data, the Deep Space Network station in Canberra, Australia was listening in, waiting for those last pieces of telemetry that would mark Cassini's end of mission. Cassini captured the hearts and imaginations of people all around the world for two decades. I'm happy we were able to get a front row seat on a mission that gave us incredible insight into Saturn. I'm looking forward to the next mission out to that gas giant and to the ice giants beyond. As always, the show notes have more information on today's episode. Today I'm linking to an article from October 11th that details how much the venerable spacecraft worked to send back its final bits of data. Be sure to connect with me on Instagram and Twitter. Find me at John Molnix. I'm always up to chat. You can also connect with me on Facebook. Just search The Space Shot or click the link in the show notes. Let me know what you think of the podcast by leaving a review in iTunes. It takes just a minute to do that, and it makes a huge difference because it helps even more people find the show. I'd also appreciate it if you could share the space shot with your friends and family and anyone else that enjoys podcasts. Tomorrow, we take a look at Earth with Goes One. I'm John Mulnix, and I'll catch you on the flip side.